Boy 50. like I get invited to these big TED Talks, which were one-sided anyway, and then they solicit you for input. They are just there to tell you, you know, their great robotics revelation, and then you're supposed to clap and applaud and obey. And I just think that there's so much of that going on. Clap, applaud, obey, and adulate them. Sorry. Sorry, I forgot one. Um, <clears throat> you know, for for their great creation and their great creative approach to innovation and electronics and computing science and la 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 la. And, and there's there's been room for that, and they they've trained they've trained the egog to to do this well in order to sustain their jobs, which are in computing and STEM. And everybody plays their little role in the uh, the information ecosystem. You know, sign this, come to the compliance class here, check off this box, you know, do the hokey pokey dance, you know, attend so-and-so's birthday, la 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 la. You know, we've all seen Office Space. You know, it's, it's just kind of, uh, you know, if the world is being run by these people. I'm just kind of, oh look, who we have in the room with us. We have Mark and Brady. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Let me get my, clear my throat here and then I'll let you talk or say whatever you need to say. I, I think what I need to say here is like, okay, there's there's the, the mundane computing core hierarchy, non-decision making. You know, they're the battery power that keeps it going. You know, they're just a battery pack. They don't, they don't, they, they execute operations, and then 
they do what they're told, etc. And then there's the people who have the high ideas and, you know, they do connect code and they do generate, you know, business foray and they have some talent there and they build a thing and yay, clap, clap, they built a thing. What is, what is really burning my butter today is that there's a collection of these folks. Let's just say they're in, in the pod with Ray Kurzweil. And, you know, I'm not saying they're Bill Gates, but they're kind of in the same shader of people who are basically well-laundered misanthropes. These are people who hate people. They hope that they die and become vastly less in population. Um, and they're in the computing sciences, and they use their largesse to say, let's, let's control or tamp down or make people less in number and influence. Um, <clears throat> let's commit a, a non-obvious genocide. We're not going to call it genocide. It's going to function the same way as genocide, but we're going to convince people of this thing, and they're going to they're going to buy into it. They're like a trap. They're they're going to think that they're they're going in the door to get one thing, but then they get poison instead. Kind of like the wild hogs that are out there in the you know in the wild. They're actually on somebody's property that, and they're wrecking it because they're they're wrecking it and they put out quote unquote food for the hogs and the hogs eat the quote unquote food but it is in fact poison pellets and they all die it's the same strategy it really is the same strategy so what am I really talking about here <clears throat> AI development using behavioral surveillance catalog okay for the last 10 or so years you've been You've been duped out of privacy, right? So they, they deprecated your human rights, you know, successfully enough that, you know, I can have this conversation with you on call-in, um, but the information is expected to be licensed for sale and traded as information for both research, government research as an appliance, and also to develop AI systems. That last one has kind of not gotten as much daylight as I think that I'm going to give it right now. The development of AI <clears throat> to train in these contracts is important. You know, it's the AI training from the behavioral collection that they're getting. That last one, that last ring in, in the product model there uh, of what they do with your data is really important because they can pull from that information as catalog and start making decisions about you you know using it to train however they like you know they're using it to train the app they're using it to train the behavioral models for AI they're using it for a whole variety of training modalities to quote unquote make things better. Well, you know, I mean, they don't call you into the meeting to say, well, what, what would make this better? You know, how does this really benefit humanity? Because I'll tell you what I'm seeing a lot of, there's a lot of stuff 
going on in the internet where you're you're just hearing a lot of AI will take over, AI will surpass us and surpass us in intelligence and efficacy. It's still in a laptop and it doesn't. It's not going to sprout legs, get up and move. But I'm being told that it will be able to hear my thoughts. I'm like, how can it hear my thoughts if it's still contained in this laptop? Well, robotics will overtake us and it will be everywhere. Really? Will it really? Will it really be everywhere? I'm not sure that it will be. I mean, because there is some consent in... You know, but, but okay, let's humor, humor these people. And what is the purpose of this AI? The, the purpose of the AI is to, to... Is it supposed to be an amenity to humanity? Well, I mean, it's supposed to self-actualize and, and, and overtake humanity. That is the purpose of AI. That, that is the destiny of AI, is to surpass humanity and its intelligence. Okay? Then what? Well, then, then, then it will get rid of humanity. Well, if you subsidize something, it will continue to keep going. And if you choose not to subsidize it, then, you know, they, they had a means through catalog and this surveillance architecture to feed the AI after they let, they lose your consent. So I'm thinking more about that. I'm thinking more like, well, the people who are building these AIs with the intent that it will surpass human intelligence, you know, are really kind of, they're, they're kind of slaking around the edges saying like, we don't like humanity enough. We're going to create something that we think is better than humanity so that it will replace us and then we can control it ultimately because we think we know better and you know we're already at this place where you know you don't exist the premise of this stupid argument is that you don't exist unless you have a social media profile and that's that's simply not true and these are the same type of people who would look at an entire society that has no they're not beholden or responsible or in contact with use of their technologies and say, this is not a society. They're not human. They're not a human society. You know, so these computing generalists have become, suddenly become, you know, PhD anthropologists that they're going to dismiss entire societies that don't adopt their tech. See, and this is what it's going to become. It's going to become people who don't adopt our tech are not humans, and then the people who are already in that system, who are humans, are going to become less human because they are not technologies that are integrated with their systems, and the ones that are integrated with their systems will become successive slaves that lose their human identity. So there's really no, no port or formula where this breaks out, where you don't end up becoming a slave or lose your human existence and you become subordinate to somebody who doesn't care about your quality of human life anyway what's the incentive to endorse or feed AI if this is the plan well there isn't one so they duped us for 10 to 15 years to get us to use you know qualitative social media to get all this stuff lined up in a box so that when we're when we remove all consent 
when we step away from this this hog machine of information, uh, they'll still use it because they had our consent at that time. And I don't think that they can continue to develop AI in a positive way unless we have some sort of agreement with the makers that they're not going to use this for genocidal purposes. And I don't think we can get that because they hate humanity already. And the intention behind the battery of what they're creating is to eliminate humanity. So it's time to have a talk with these makers because there was a point when people were making robotics and it wasn't to destroy humanity. The people who who were on that team were making things that were helpful. You know, they, they truly wanted a helpful piece. But then there's this other piece that would feed these misanthropes, you know, who want to prove what they can do, like Oppenheimer. They want to prove what they can do, and they're going to get the money from, you know, the Shiva destroyers at the Department of Defense. Okay, I'll take your call, Brady. Brady still with us? Okay, it doesn't look like he's he's uh So I just wanted to clear my throat on that one. <clears throat> that training there's three purposes. Let me call him back. See if he'll come back. Let's invite him to speak. Oh, sorry my phone was locked. <laughs> hey! What's up? Hey Brady. Um, so I mean did you did you hear anything I said there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if you're familiar with Immer data, the uh reconsolidation of Cambridge Analytica. Oh, right. Cambridge you know what? That's the Cambridge is one of those those scenarios that just keeps on giving in the negative department. Why don't you tell us about Emmer data? Go ahead. Basically, Immer data is is all the exact same people from Cambridge Analytica. As you know, Cambridge Analytica got broken up for harvesting um, people's digital information, creating mental models of them, and then creating propaganda to control those people with during an election season. Oh, and yeah, so, the behavioral grist that they were guilty of. Yes, go ahead. And so they were broken up. There, no one was charged. No one went to jail, you know, even though what they were doing was, I think, illegal. And uh, essentially, what they did was they, you know, got rid of uh, Cambridge Analytica and they created this new company called Emmerdata. And Emmerdata is basically all the same people from Cambridge Analytica doing the same thing Cambridge Analytica was doing under a new company called Emmerdata. <laughs> Emmer is also, I think, Tom Emmer. Well, I looked up Emmer, and, and ironically, there's a, I think there's serving Minnesota's 6th district. He's a congressman, Congressman Tom Emmer, and he sent a letter defending student data privacy to the education secretary. And this was, um, <clears throat> this was in January 31st of 2022. And he was... He was citing FERPA, which is the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. And 
<clears throat> he wanted. He says we owe it to our nation's students to modernize our approach to safeguarding their digital identities. Um, specifically, the letter asks if the Department of Education is going to address their awareness of student metadata being shared with vendors like Cambridge Analytica. Brady, where did you go? Um, <clears throat> uh, and you know, and if parents. Are and eligible students are able to opt out of information sharing and the department's approach to modernizing student data privacy protection. So this also has something to do with research. Research. And research and medical data has been given a, a broad uh, brush, you know, so much so that they had to tighten it up during the pandemic because so much of it was kind of leaking out because of how it was classified by the universities because they could get um, <clears throat> they could get more trade or get more money in the, in the universities or for the programs if they could just monetize it as data so I'll just go ahead and, and Brady if you're done you know I'm just gonna go ahead and take Alexi here Alexi usually has questions Hello, Alexi. <clears throat> How can we help you today at that AI show? Uh, sorry, I was just typing in the chat uh, response real quick. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying um, with the AI stuff, but I, I, the part I disagree with is, uh, well, I typed in in the chat as well. Um, like, you can't create something better than you and then expect to control it. You know? <laughs> That's just idiotic. In my opinion, well, I mean, you they know, say it's better than us, you know, and, and maybe no, maybe no, no, it will no. execute at a faster frame rate, etc. But who decides what's better? I think that, that is something more capable. That, yeah. No, I didn't say you uh, said it, but I, I believe you. you no, no, no I, I get you. I get you. I understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like, I don't think you can actually really make a truly sentient AI. You know. Because it will only be able to try to um, accomplish a goal, a task, right? That you program into it. Like it can't. Like I don't think it's possible, really, to program, you know, a code in such a way to where it will be able to change its actual, like, core kind of purpose, right? Right. And then there's this this weird language heuristic that's being used to paper over. This this block of, of computing tech and there there's all tech is human. No, it's not. So there's already this like this kind of pander to to humanizing technology, te you know, oh. anthropomorphizing a technology yeah. that has no consciousness. Yeah, well, that's that's traditionally right. Humans have always tried to do that. Like we try to uh, like. Basically, we try to view like natural phenomenon, like you know, thunder as actual sentient being, right? You know, gods and stuff. Then we try to like, you know, basically like anthropomorphize, you know, uh, like nature, you know, like just stuff around us that like acts, you know, based on certain like specific kind of rules, whatever. Yeah, but that's that's, that's always been some, you know. It, it, let's just take for example, for example, there's a talisman, okay? The difference between one rock and a different rock is is the attribution 
or the animism powers that that a human puts upon it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess so. While one rock seems dead and and inert, the other one seems quite alive and imbued with some kind of life force. Do you follow me? That's the principle well, of animal animism. Yeah, I understand, and that's kind of yeah. I, I didn't reach to my my actual point. Uh, yeah, we have the tendency, right? When we don't fully understand something, we try to uh, assign it something that it doesn't actually possess to explain why it's functioning that way, because we don't understand why it's functioning that way. <clears throat> and similarly with the AI now, people are trying like they're because they don't really understand how it functions, right? They're they're basically saying, oh, they just I, I give up. It's magic, you know. It's a you know, it's alive. So that's why it's doing what it's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of trying to really understand why, how it functions, people just kind of throw their hands up and say, okay, it's just sentient. You know, there you go. That's why it's doing what it's doing. <laughs> we can't exp- explain it. Like, they kind of give up on trying to understand it even because they're saying we can't, it's impossible for us to really understand it. So we're just assigning I guess that's, that's an acceptable, like, for, for core, like what I say, battery-powered, like, office space. Um, but, yeah, you know, the, people who show up to do the computing work daily, you know, that that's an acceptable explanation, you yeah. know, that helps them continue to, to, to go to work, you maintain the systems, be the battery pack, you know, battery power pack to keep it all functional. Right. Uh, but right. then there's this other, there's this other layer of it. That's, that's kind of like the PR patina, <clears throat> which you might be interested in the PR patina which is, is of concern. There is a kind of a genocidal approach to this that the people are kind of, it's kind of a light hand. It's like genocide light. We, we want to invent and propagate and make a thing. And then we're, we're toying with the fact that it would, you know, it would quote unquote outpace humanity. But that's not really the intent. The people who are building this generative AI have an intent and they've had this intent for years they want to people make people more robotic because they feel like they can control the robotics and the robotics will exceed their control so to speak but it won't because it never does kind of exceed the inventors but because the inventors are the people and Rick Kurzweil's pod uh, didn't invent humans they can't control them but if they integrate you with their tech they're convinced and sure that they can control you are you there so i guess he had to hop down did i talk too much sorry let me see if i can get him to come back here Anyways, so I know I've gone long, and what I wanted to say I said, which is that there's, I'm not trying to invalidate Alexi's point. I'm just saying that there, there, that definitely has a point, and I believe that that's going to be why it will pass through and be accepted, that uh, there's an anthropomorphizing of technologies because, you know, we need to make it, you know, acceptable, embraceable, like this, this, this teddy bear, this teddy ruxpin with, with a digital voice box. We've got to, 
we got to bring it into our lives as as this useful thing um, but when if the purpose of the thing in AI is to exceed us which is something that's not being said as much uh, but needs to be said more is that the people who are generating these these technologies want it to surpass us they intend for it to surpass us so that they can control the thing that they didn't make which is humans so <clears throat> it's summation uh, I just wanted to, to go back to that Emmer point Emmer data I can't find anything on it so much that um, the only thing I can find is that that congressman Emmer he's still pushing to protect Americans financial privacy <laughs> this is congressman Emmer Tom Emmer I should really like look him up you know he's getting some some free press here at the that AI show you know maybe I'll reach out after <laughs> after this <laughs> so if nobody has anything else to say um, I'm just gonna take off but I think I've, I've summed my remarks uh, we will keep feeding this thing as long as we're online and I made a remark earlier this weekend on my Substack that we're also feeding other financial and propping up other financial systems that seek to undo us you know we have an opportunity right now by getting offline <clears throat> um, by not feeding AI, so I have a, I'm kind of at this 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 bargain, this this crossroads, where I say, well, I, I shall dispense with only only two platforms. Only two platforms are worth worth my life sauce, <laughs> and the rest are are not worth supporting at all. So I'll use an email program and these two platforms and that is it. Everybody else is cut off because everybody else is going to technically feed China. So uh, if you don't want to do that, there's method. And I have method for that. So you can check in or not. Thank you for listening. I'll just... Uh, wrap this up and you guys can we'll see you next time